0: make a more loving world by feeling love inside of ourselves and how can we give away what we don't feel you're listening to the no labels no limits podcast with best-selling author sarah box we focus on the mantra no labels no limits no excuses and now without further ado please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart sarah box
1: Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listener, it's Sarah. Welcome back for another week of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. You know, we are on a mission to help individuals, teams, and organizations think outside the box and move beyond limiting labels and beliefs. And that's all for the purpose of having a bigger personal impact in your own life and as we move out into the world, a beneficial impact on the lives of others. So we do that by, inter, by interviewing interesting guests, guests who have done that for themselves and for others. And today is no different. So our guest today is Brad Yates. Brad's an internationally renowned expert in emotional freedom techniques, EFT, or tapping. And his, his uh, unique and often humorous approach has captivated audiences worldwide. I've never thought of laughing with EFT, so I'm curious about that. He is the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish, co-author of Freedom at Your Fingertips, and a featured expert in the acclaimed film, The Tapping Solution. Brad shared his insights at prestigious events like Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success and enlightening teleseminars with the secret stars Bob Doyle and Dr. Joe Vitale. So, all of that makes Brad super interesting on a number of fronts. But today, the promise to you, our listeners, is a valuable takeaway, which is a simple yet powerful tool to clear stress and a tool that can catalyze, catalyze positive transformations in various aspects of our life. And one, honestly, that was instrumental and has been instrument, instrumental in Brad's own personal growth journey so i can tell us later in the day because i am tripping over my enunciation folks <laughs> which sometimes i know you notice so anyway now let's officially welcome brad yates to the podcast hi brad
0: hey zara thanks so much for having me on
1: well i'm really happy to have you on um but i wanted to ask you specifically to start with a quote that you have and that is you say that the extent to which you don't. We don't. You don't have what we want. We that we say we want tends to be the extent to which we are resisting it. Can you expand on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We often talk about these things that we want. I want to be healthier. I, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to have more money. I want to do this and that. And uh, and we may tell everybody, oh, this is what I really want. And they could say okay, so if I followed you around, I would see you taking all the actions that would get that result. Well, Maybe not. So, you know, there's expression, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And the only reason why we would stop ourselves is because there's some internal resistance. Something inside of us says, yes, I say that I want more money or I say that I want to lose weight. I say that I want to be in a relationship, but, and I've done this with people all the time. We'll say, I want this, but I you know, I read the books and I do the seminars, but I haven't gotten this result. I'll say, Close your eyes, take a deep breath. Imagine that you have that, and then just feeling what goes on inside your body. Ask yourself on a scale of zero to ten, how safe does it feel to have it? And they'll be like, Oh, it's like a three. And I said, Excellent. If you had a child that was invited to a birthday party and you looked at the house the party was at and you thought, that is not a place I want my kid to go, you know, on a scale of zero to 10, how safe is it for my child to go to that party? And it was a three. Would you let your kid go to that party? No, you would totally resist that. So, it's, so we, when we allow ourselves to look at it and say, okay, there's this goal that I have, but I'm not getting it. What's going on? There's some fear. There's some resistance. And then we want to deal with that resistance. And then we're in a much better place to allow all the things that are possible.
1: So then is tapping one of the ways that deals with that resistance?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because it comes up as a fear response in our body. You know, the amygdala in our brain recognizes a threat, puts us into fight or flight. And sometimes it's very obvious. And sometimes it's so subtle, we don't even notice. But we'll think about you know oh well i could um i could you know create a, an online course i could make a phone call to this person i could do this there are all these actions we could take and we're not taking them because I, our mind is considering the possible threat and saying no 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 and then we distract ourselves it's like no look over there look over there <laughs> and so we're standing over there you know it's like The opportunity is right there, and we go, oh, there's a sale in aisle two, and we're over in aisle two, look at the sale items and going, man, I sure wish I could move forward in my career, or I sure wish I could meet somebody, or whatever it is, because at a very subtle level, we've avoided that stress. But with the tapping, we calm down the stress response, and we can look at what might I be afraid of? When I think about having more money, what are the fears? And I can calm myself down and look at that and go, need to be afraid of that that's a misunderstanding i can handle that what am i afraid of in terms of losing weight in terms of meeting somebody and we bring those up and we get uh, aware of where that stress is and the tapping calms down that stress to the point where we can say i don't have to be afraid of that and now we have the freedom to take action the freedom to move forward in terms of whatever our goals might be
1: okay so let's back up a little bit Because I have a rudimentary understanding of Cappy, not great. So I'm assuming I'm not the only one listening to this podcast (laughs) who would like a little more information. So for those of us who aren't as familiar as we should be or could be with EFT, can you give us a brief overview of what it is and how it can benefit us? Because I know you've talked about some of the benefits already.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, no shooting. But uh, it's certainly, uh, I certainly encourage folks to to use it. I mean, to me, it, it it's ideally part of your daily routine like brushing your teeth because we have physical hygiene like brushing your teeth. We do it before we know that we need it. Most of us, we don't usually wait to see, oh, there's green stuff growing between my teeth. Let me clear that out. But with stress, most of us don't have a healthy way of dealing with that on a regular basis, and most of us are carrying a lot more stress than we're aware of Especially in this day and age when we're walking around with a device that constantly is telling us, hey, here's something else to be upset about. And we just take that for granted. We carry this this growing stress on us. So uh, EFT, emotional freedom techniques, uh, or tapping as a lot of us call it, is a process of tapping with our fingertips on these key points that are based in acupuncture. Uh, or acupressure. It's this process that has been used for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, where they said there's a flow of energy through the body along these pathways that are called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well being physically and emotionally. When this energy gets stuck, when we feel threatened, then we don't feel good, we don't think as clearly, we don't make the best choices, and that has all kinds of unfortunate consequences for us. So we just take uh, the, our fingertips instead of taking a, a needle as is used in acupuncture. And we tap the same points that are used to calm down that, that nervous feeling in our body. And we have a growing body of modern scientific research validating this, showing that cortisol levels are dropped. That's one of the stress hormones that we experience when going to into fight or flight. We have fMRI studies showing brain activity. Uh, one of the first studies done was about food cravings. You stick somebody in the machine, have them thinking about or looking at pictures of foods they crave and seeing where the brain activity is lighting up, take them out, do some tapping, put them back in and those parts of the brain have normalized. So it's one thing for, for those of us who would do the tapping and go, oh yeah, I know that it feels better. I, I can definitely feel it. And sometimes when we do the tapping, the results are pretty fast but we it's not just anecdotal we have uh, a growing body of research validating that
1: that's what i was going to ask is how quickly does someone notice the result or is it cumulative over time so like if i tap every day does it help keep my cortisol level can i lower my general baseline exactly yes
0: yeah Absolutely, consistent tapping is beneficial for continuing to rewire yourself for a, a, a lower um, stress. You know where that where that level of stress is, and and how we react. It, it lower it increases our resilience, lowers our reactivity. Uh, sometimes the the result of tapping is very quick and very profound. So if I were to be saying, all right, what's, what's bothering me? Well, I, I'm really angry at Bob, you know, this guy at work, Bob, he just totally messed up this project and it's going to make so much work for me. And I'm really pissed off. So I'd say, all right, I feel angry at Bob. Scale is zero to 10. How bad is it? You know, um, it's an eight. I mean, he really messed up and it's really going to cause cause problems. And, and then I want to know where in my body it is because so often, and this is why we, you know, often just do talk therapy because we think, oh, well, it's just all in my head and my body has nothing to do with it. It's Cartesian split between the head and the body, but we don't just think anger. It's not like our body is totally relaxed. It's like, gosh, you know, I'm really pissed off. right? <laughs> it's yeah. in our body. <laughs> so it's recognizing that I'm going, okay. How do I know my anger is at an eight? Well, I just my shoulders are really tense, or I've got this tightness in my stomach, you know, it's in my fists, whatever it might be. And then I'll um and then I'll start doing this. So the basic version of tapping is we just take our fingertips and tap on the side of our hand and say, even though I'm really angry at Bob, or whatever the issue is, even though I feel stress, even though I'm feeling afraid of this trip that's coming up, whatever it might be. Even though I'm angry at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. We say that three times. And then we go through these eight points. beginning of the eyebrow, all this anger at Bob. Side of the eye, all this anger at Bob. Right under the eye, all this anger at Bob. Right under the nose, all this anger at Bob. Right under the lower lip, just above the chin, all this anger at Bob. Right here where your collarbones just about come together, there's a little U shape at the base of your throat. You can make a fist and tap uh, both those collarbone points at the same time. All this anger at Bob. About four inches below your armpit. It's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure even the guys listening can figure out where that is. All this anger at Bob. And then find the top of the head. Just tap with all of your fingertips around the crown of your head. All this anger at Bob. And you take a deep breath. And you check again. And it's like, okay, if it was an eight before sometimes they'll go from an eight to a zero like that. It may just be, all right, it's just, I'm going to have to deal with it, but I don't need to hang, this anger isn't helping me. And I may just let it go. Sometimes it'll just go from an eight to a 7.75. Now, if it's been at an eight for a while, then a 7.75 is going to feel pretty good. (laughs) It's, you know, at least better. And then also, even if the numbers don't come down real quick, it's often like uh, peeling the layers of the onion. So I might be tapping along, this anger at Bob, this anger at Bob, This oh, it's not even about Bob. What Bob did reminds me of this thing that Cindy did in the third grade and I never forgave her and I've been you know, thinking about that at some level so many times over the years. Now I can tap on this anger at Cindy and clear up years of stuff that has been limiting my health, wealth and happiness. <laughs>
1: So are you doing that? Like you said, all this anger at Bob, and then you switch to Cindy. So are we doing that? Like I would, whatever the issue is, whether it's anger or something, I would be actually naming that.
0: Right. It keeps us focused on the issue. Now, if we're experiencing some real discomfort, we don't really need to say any words. The tapping itself is going to help calm down the nervous system. So if I'm you know, if, if I've just had a, a scary incident while driving and I pulled over to the side of the road and my heart's pounding, I don't need to be saying, even though I've had the scary incident on the road, I could just start tapping right there and just bring it down. Now, when I'm in a coaching session, if I'm talking with someone about an incident that might not be happening in this moment, I want to bring it up so that we're bringing up that feeling so that we can neutralize it right there as opposed to just getting distracted. You know, if you're if you're uh, if you've just had this driving incident and you're and if during the tapping you get distracted, that's okay because in the moment, all you want to do is calm down that uh, that pounding heart or whatever the symptoms are. But the reminder phrase is there to uh, to keep us focused on the issue. Now, when I do tapping, it's a very intuitive process and I'll be improvising, coming up with all kinds of different statements like I do in my YouTube videos. Designed to try to you know look under different rocks and see what else might be going on here. Why might I be so angry about? To try to cover as many bases as possible. But I always show folks the uh, the basic version of just repeating the reminder phrase, so that when they see me do it the way I do it, it's not like, wow, EFT is really complicated. You have to come up with this whole script and all these different words. Like no, you Put don't have to. Put it on the wall. That. Exactly. Read
1: it. Okay, but I do have a question. I'm watching you, and you are um, tapping only on one side of your face. Do you do both sides? Like, are you coming around like this or just doing one side then the other? Or how does it go?
0: Yes, yeah, so the meridians run up and down both sides of the body. And you can tap switching back and forth. You can stick to one side. You can tap both sides. Um, I am a, a recovering professional actor, and so – this is a bad camera technique so that's why i I just tap down one side just so that i'm not doing this bad camera technique um
1: i just thinking, when you go around feeling really calm on the right side the (laughs) left side's all twitchy yeah
0: no you can get great benefit going down one side and you may find sometimes that you just want to tap one particular point there there are times where i'll be tapping along it's like i think i'm just going to hang out right at this point uh you know the different meridian points that we use are based on the different meridians that are based on different organs in the body that are connected to different emotions and sometimes i'll focus with a client on a particular point based on the emotion that's coming up but not always and the the great thing about eft is that we're covering so many different um, meridians and so many different possible emotions that You know, it's like, well, let me cover as many bases as possible, as opposed to saying, well, I'm sure it's this, because uh, then I'll just focus on that one point. But the thing is, self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. So when we're getting ourselves stuck in some place, there's a part of us that wants that. So if I'm thinking... That wants
1: being stuck? It wants to
0: stay stuck. Yeah. Because, again, going back to that thing of I'm resisting what I say I want. I say I want to be more successful, but I'm resisting that. I want to stay stuck. So if the thing that might set me free from that is focusing on a particular issue or tapping on a particular point, my mind is going to come up with brilliant ways of, Oh, you know what? I don't need to talk about that. And I definitely don't need to tap on that point. And so, yeah, let's not be fooled by that. Let's cover as many bases as possible.
1: Okay. Um, just you're saying that I'm going. Oh man, <laughs> Twitch over here. Um, it's interesting those those meridian points. So that you're doing, and I'm glad you talked about it connecting to different organs and different systems in the body. I want to switch briefly to some of the research that's come out to support this because I know it is a. It I wouldn't. I'm not saying it's emerging because people have been looking at it for a long time. I just think maybe the depth of it has the research has gotten deeper. Um, what are they finding or what have you been finding with the more the less obvious systems of the body? Like, you know, we know when we ache or stiffen one part of our external body or our heart's racing. But I'm thinking more of like the gut, the microbiome and, and the calming of all of that. Is there stuff emerging around that as well?
0: There, uh, so one of the main researches. Researchers is a friend of mine in Australia, Dr. Peter Stapleton, who is a psychology professor at Bond University in uh, in Australia. Came from a very traditional psychological background, and when she first heard of this, had the same skepticism that a lot of people do. And uh, but then tried it and thought this is really interesting. She's become one of the lead researchers. She's uh, you know replicated these studies on the cortisol. She she was the first one to use the fMRI studies. And they're looking at all kinds of different biological markers such that they've seen not only the cortisol going down, but uh, our immune system being boosted uh, all kinds of different things. So I don't know the, I'm not sure the the full extent of what they have on the books to, to study in terms of like the, the biome and the, in the gut and, and things like that. And they're certainly looking at, all the different possible physical reactions because we're a mind body it's connected so we so often think oh well this is just a physical issue it has nothing to do with my thoughts or this is just a mental issue it has nothing to do with what's going on in my body it's like yeah no it's 2023 come on catch up with,
1: <laughs> with- I think about it you know you don't get a pass like when i when i'm hanging out with people and someone goes they're griping right they're complaining complaining and then they go and you know and on top of that and they talk about their aches. I'm going, this is not a separate issue. Like what's coming out and what you're creating verbally is having an effect. Could you stand a little further away from
0: <laughs> Right. Right. Well, that's, that's when we might want to tap. It's like, you know, your energy is kind of seeping <laughs> uh, and uh, I need to uh, protect myself from the toxins. And I'll do that. There's There are also uh, the original version of EFT has points on the fingers that you tap on and. I'll sometimes be tapping on finger points under the table or to the side of my chair. It's just like, no, you go ahead and you talk about all these toxic things. I'm going to be here for you, but I'm going to keep clearing whatever's going on so I don't take this on. And as you said, with the, the, the connection of the issues, there are times where I'll be talking to someone about an emotional issue and we'll tap and they'll say, yeah, I feel so much better about that. And you know what? My shoulder was really stiff before. That feels great right now. Or vice versa, we'll tap on, a, um, on some uh, physical issue and say, yeah, that feels better. And you know what? I was really upset about this conversation I had with my mom yesterday, and I feel totally okay about that.
1: <laughs> That's powerful. I mean, it's, it's fun to laugh about it a little bit and make light of it. But to have that kind of relief from an emotional issue or something you just couldn't wrap your brain around, like you're thinking, why do I keep getting stuck here,
0: yeah. is huge. Absolutely, you know it's huge. So, but That's you why talk I tell about, people to tap every day.
1: <laughs> well, and I'm thinking, okay, I can, I get it with the old toothbrush thing. That's my thing. It's like I got to brush my teeth, morning, bedtime. It's like I would never not think of doing it because it's a habit. Yeah, and I feel better. Hey there, everybody. I want to take just a minute out of this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast to tell you that we are officially opening the Sandbox membership in September. So if you're not already on our mailing list, please click the link below to either sign up for the membership or get on the waiting list for the membership. And if you click the link, you'll find more information about what's included, what our plans are, and better yet, you'll be on early enough to help decide what is most important to you to experience in the first three to six months of the membership. So don't wait. Click the link below and join us in the sandbox where fun happens. We get to do a little R&R, a little learning, support one another, and really grow and expand in ourselves, in our lives, and impact the world in a profound way. So come on over, join us. But, you know, you talked about how tapping actually really helped you transform your life. So will you talk a little bit about how you got from where you were which may have been perfectly fine, to what you're doing now. What's, what's been your path?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's the old question of how does a grown man find himself tapping on his face for a living? Uh, I, I started out as an actor, as I said, and I uh, traveled the world doing theater, went to Hollywood to be a movie star, as one does. Uh, you know, I had, I had my few little breaks. I, I had a, a line in the movie Chaplin to Robert Downey Jr., I played a doctor on Days of Our Lives. I saved Sammy's life.
1: Whoa.
0: Sorry about that to anyone who's... Uh, <laughs>
1: Anybody who wished Sammy hadn't made it.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, did not have a, make a resounding splash in Hollywood. So, But while I was there, I met a woman, fell in love, and got married. And when our first child was on the way, I thought, you know, I might need a second career to help support this family. And I'd always been fascinated with the power of the mind. And so I saw this training for hypnotherapy school. And I thought, that would be cool. Not exactly, you know, starting your own practice is not exactly the dependable second child. <laughs> but, uh, but I started building a small practice while pursuing the acting. And a couple of years later, when our second child was on the way, I uh, realized that as much as I loved acting, doing personal development work was really my calling. It's like, this is what i'm what i'm here to do we left los angeles moved to northern california with no money and uh so at, at 34 with a wife and two small children i moved back to my parents house so i was not where i was was not exactly the picture of success. <laughs> but while i but when i got there i up to northern california I heard through some other hypnotherapists about this tapping thing and this energy psychology conference going on. And, and I went and I learned tapping and start, I even assisted Gary Craig, the, the founder of EFT at a number of workshops and started introducing this into my hypnotherapy sessions. And little by little, they became tapping sessions. So the great thing about this is when I'm working with my clients, I'm having them tap and I'm showing them where to tap. So I'm always tapping on myself. So I'm always clearing my blocks. So all of the blocks that kept me, from having more success as an actor, and then early on limited my success uh, in personal development, I was clearing those out. So uh, it's worked very nicely. I uh, I live a life that I, I wouldn't trade my life with anyone for, for what anybody else has. And and that's because I'm on a daily basis, I'm clearing out anything of what what would be a better as, uh, version of life. You had that great article um, recently about Excuses and the lies that we tell ourselves, and it's looking at those lies about why I couldn't or shouldn't be more successful, have a bigger platform, whatever it is. was going to clear all those lies and all all of the reasons why I might hang on to that, and why it might feel safe to have those excuses, and uh, letting those go. So it's like, no, I'm worthy and deserving of better, and I want to I want to serve at a bigger level.
1: That's a big driver. Do you want to serve at a bigger level?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And it can help push through, like, even I know for me, when if I think about, okay, this is, I'm super introverted, which is why I find it funny that I do this. But I'm like, I love meeting people. But I think about, okay, if I was just left to my own devices, I'm not sure that I would quote unquote make myself extend as much as I do. I always learn something and benefit, right? Because I know I'm here to help other people kind of go, well, that's not a true thing about myself. I could be this, I could serve more. So,
0: that Sarah, thing, on no labels, no limits, you just called yourself an introvert.
1: <laughs> I know. I am, though. I totally, It's a weird thing. I, I, t- one, I was with a therapist one time, and I said, yeah, I don't know about this Myers-Briggs thing. <laughs> He's, this guy was so wise. He goes, tell me more. And I'm going, how can I be an introvert? This is what I do for a living. I was running a nonprofit at the time. I have to be out in public. I have to ask for money. I have all this stuff, and he goes, uh-huh. "So what makes you think you're not an introvert?" I says, "How is that possible?" He goes, "It's situational." He goes, "How do you feel after you do all that?" I says, "I don't want to talk to anybody. Thank you very much." And uh, he goes, "Hello." So, but I've given. I get that. But then, as I've learned more, like personality and through the Enneagram and stuff, I'm going, "It's just my preference." But the preference doesn't have to put you in a box. And I also don't want it to put me in a box because your life gets, no matter who you are, your life gets smaller and smaller and smaller. The more you go, well, that's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So what? It's a little uncomfortable. You're not going to die. That's
0: you know? why I, I, I love the the name of your show. And I often, um, you know, referred to Kierkegaard's statement, when you label me, you negate me. Yes. So I've always, you know, um on the myers-briggs it's like well i'm sometimes this and i'm sometimes that i couldn't nail it down i was born on the cusp of of gemini and taurus and some i you know have people say you're, oh, you're definitely a, a gemini you're definitely a taurus it's like there are times where i have tendencies towards things but i will create openings to be something else there are times where i can be very introverted and other times I, I'm on stage doing workshops and I couldn't be happier than being yeah. in front of a crowd and, and meeting people ahead of time. And, and it's like people would look at me and say, What do you mean? You, there's no introverts. It's like it's situational.
1: It is. Well, and we can all rise to an occasion if we choose to. I if mean, we, we can to. make an excuse for ourselves, which is why the last one is no excuses, right? It's like, don't make an excuse. Yeah. If, just say it's a choice. I'm not doing it. I don't want to. That's fair, right? Absolutely. There's no shoulds.
0: You you should be this. And that's where we get what we tend to get more attached to to any labels is when we feel that defensiveness. And I have to protect my my identity and who I've been. And, you know, tapping is a great thing, too. It's like, why am I getting defensive here? Why am I and why am I insisting that I should put myself out there or or I should hold myself back? And is it is it serving me? And it's like, if it's serving me, if it feels right at the moment, great. Yeah. There's no, we don't need to overcome anything that's working for us. It's just a matter of when we say, here's what I want. And it's on the other side of this label or this belief, this lie that I'm telling myself. It's like, all right, why does it feel unsafe to let go of that? Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I can, I can, can, I can say that or not say that. I can be stuck or not stuck. And there's no should there. So
1: are there, I really don't want to generalize, but let me ask, when folks come to you, are there a range of common things that come up, like maybe four or five things that someone says, okay, here's where I'm stuck, or here's my challenges? Is there a kind of a package thing that people, these are the most common, and then there's everything around that?
0: Yeah. Underneath Almost all of uh, the issues that, that come up is a, is a sense of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. We, we so often have this block and it's like, and so I'll stop myself from doing these things because some part of me is saying, I don't have what it takes. I'm not worthy and deserving of getting the result. And I may not be consciously aware of that. It just may be something that through the tapping as we peel the layers of the onion, it comes down to oh, this is the message that I got. When this happened in my childhood, someone said this, and I decided, oh, I'm someone who's not good enough. And I can look back at all these choices that I've made, and that's what felt – I made these choices because it felt safe based on the idea that I wasn't good enough. Now, there's a whole range – depending on what the person is looking for. So if they want to increase their income, it may be a belief that money is the root of all evil or rich people are greedy and – so there may be common threads about that uh, in terms of relationships or in terms of wanting to be healthier. It may be if I lose weight, uh, people will come on to me and then I'll be in danger. So there are all kinds of different ways that we perceive things as it's not safe. So that is another underlying emo- uh, feeling is it's not safe for me to get the result that I say that I want. And it may come in with all kinds of different flavors, but that's the underlying thing. Basically the idea of ultimately there's two emotions. There's love and there's fear. If it doesn't look like love, there's fear underneath it, whatever it is. And I don't, there's no negative emotions. They're all part of the human spectrum, but there are uncomfortable emotions. And so we want to experience them, ask what's the message here? I said, anger, it's like a smoke detector. When the alarm is going off, it's trying to tell us something. We don't want to disable it. We want to look and see if there's a fire to put out. What do I need to change here? And maybe it's just changing the batteries. (laughs) It may just be a misunderstanding. But uh, but we want to take action rather than just trying to drown that out. But the tapping allows us to calm down and feel safe to look at these things. Because we often avoid these things because I don't feel safe looking at what might be there.
1: So how long does tap, like when you think about a daily hygiene practice of tapping, right, my language, but built on you, yeah. what's that look like? Is that a morning thing? Is that a throughout the day thing? I'm just saying, okay, someone says, or I say, I want to I want to add this to my day, um, but I need to get in a reflexive thing so, so I don't have to consciously think about it. But if I'm feeling something, I can just automatically, I notice you start tapping, right? Around this side. What is um, a routine, if you will, that someone might do or that you recommend folks you work with do? Yeah.
0: Well, it's like you said earlier about brushing teeth. I do it in the morning, I do it at night. And then I would assume that if you uh, ate some Oreo cookies and were about to meet with somebody, even though it's not morning or night, you would probably brush your teeth at that moment too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that same and with, spinach. Yeah, that and spinach, <laughs> oh. exactly. So same with tapping. Having, you know, maybe it's just a few minutes in the morning. It's the first thing I do in the morning. And just to be clear, a lot of people look at tapping, it's like, oh, it's only something you do when you're upset. I feel upset. Now I'm going to do some EFT. There are so many benefits that we're finding about tapping in, in how it uh, improves our mood and how it boosts our immune system that you can do it even though you're feeling great. So I don't tap in the morning because I wake up in a bad mood. Uh, Even though it's another day, I'm grumpy. So I will sometimes tap silently. I may just say, I choose to have an awesome day. I might tap while saying prayers, saying different affirmations. So uh, it may be something as simple as uh, I'm grateful for the blessings that I have. I'm grateful for the blessings that are coming my way. And just repeat that and it's just whatever it is allowing myself to clear whatever might be there that stops me from being at my best and and doing my best uh the the reason i have well over a thousand videos on youtube so that people don't have to think about what to say and so i hear from folks all the time that watch one two three of my videos on a daily basis uh, maybe right back to back or at different times of the day. So having, you know, built in some kind of routine and the great thing about it is y- you can do it. You can do it while you're sitting on the can. You know, it doesn't have to take any time away from your day. It's like, Oh, I got to work in five more minutes of uh, into my morning routine. You can do it while you're doing other things. You can brushing your teeth and tap it at the same time if you wanted to. So, that's like all juggling. To, <laughs> you know, rubbing no, your stomach do. while doing that. Uh, so there are, you know, but, it, but so you habit stacking. Okay. You know, it's like I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to tap. So I have all these things that I do in the morning. I have a habit tracker on my wall of all these things that I do, my morning tapping, exercise, meditation. And I just mark off these things every, every day. It's part of my morning routine. So it's just built in. And when I, the more I do of these things on a regular routine, the better I feel and the better the results that I get.
1: So I'm thinking about that and the, like the overlaps, you already mentioned, like it's the same points on the body as acupressure, acupuncture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's pretty powerful for folks who already are aware of that. So just again, he's, just again, folks listening, I did check out your YouTube channel. There are a lot of videos on there. But the good news is, is they're not like hour-long videos. They are things. They're bite-sized. You can grab three
0: to, them. Three to ten minutes, yeah. pretty much all of them. Yeah. Is
1: there one that you would say, okay, if you've never done this, video XYZ is where I would point you to to begin. Do you have one pinned that you want people <laughs> to start with?
0: So I did one early on. I, I did a video called... Um, have an amazing day and that quickly became a favorite that one's uh, seven or eight minute minutes maybe and so people ask you do a faster one so I have one called amazing day quickie and it's uh, three or four minutes and that's pr- one of the most uh, popular videos um, I have one I did recently called the only tapping video you'll ever need now this one's about maybe 10 or 11 minutes long but it, it kind of covers the basic of that idea of whatever i don't have that i want i'm resisting it so just sort of focusing on that resistance but i always I, i'll say to folks go in and go into the youtube window and type in brad yates and any keyword you know money relationships love and pain things like that and there's a tap for that, and, and different ideas will come up and just see what, you know, what looks like. Oh, that sounds like it might be interesting.
1: Sweet. Perfect, because I always like, you know, the best way to search. I do a lot, like I do complex sentences. If, even in my writing, I'm thinking, okay, that really could have been two sentences. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's not helpful when you're trying to search, right? Yeah. It's getting better with, you know, AI that goes, okay, here's what she's really asking. Yeah. but which I appreciate. So I like the, the tip on putting in your name and what you want. We'll put some of these in the um, show notes just for folks sure. who are listening. I'll make sure those three have a hyperlink to those episodes in the show notes when, awesome. we, when we post this, Brad. Okay, I'm going to switch gears on you. Um, if you were going to complete a joke that said a circus performer – a doctor, and a tapper walk into a restaurant. What is the end of that joke?
0: And chaos ensues.
1: (laughs) So, folks listening, I was trying to think about that. I'm going, really... Brad is all of those things or has been all of those things.
0: I am a graduate of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Clown College. Yes. I wanted to true. do that
1: when I was like 16. Was it fun?
0: It was amazing. It's, it no longer exists. It, it, right. it closed a, a few years after um, or several years after, after I went. But two months, it's a two-month program. Six days a week, you get up, you put makeup on first thing in the morning, and then you have classes in character development and juggling and unicycling and I just all kinds of things. It was truly a, an amazing experience. And, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, so sweet. When I read that, I thought, oh, good on him.
0: Yeah. And definitely informed so much of what I do is still pulled from my years as an actor, the, the training yeah. I got as a clown, all, of, all the different things. And it, it made it much easier for me to transition into YouTube because it's like I I've spent plenty of time on camera and I'm very comfortable making jokes. And yeah, you know, the humor that can come up in, in tapping rounds, there are, there are times where, especially if I'm doing a live workshop and I have a live audience, where something will come up that's just so funny that we have to stop for a few moments while we're laughing. Um, because this stuff is, is funny if we, if we allow it to be. And, and it's the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. You know. If, if it was just always, even though I have this trauma, this trauma, this trauma, all this trauma, and we never allow ourselves to, to go into a lighter place, we're not going to want to do it. No, it's pretty heavy. It's too painful. And so it's finding that lighter side. And and sometimes that just creates an opening where we can then really go into a, a, a deeper place and say, okay, now it feels safe for me to look at that.
1: Yep. So good. So good. Would you have a workshop coming up?
0: I have two workshops coming up. I'm going back over to Europe. I'm going to be doing a workshop in Galway in Ireland and Amsterdam. Netherlands. Oh, nice. In December, yeah.
1: What is, is it all on tapping? Is it like a full day or weekend
0: type thing? Full day of tapping called tap into your best self. So I have this, um, well, you can see in my background, I've got uh, Michelangelo's David and I always have David's everywhere. So Michelangelo said, the, the statues are there, perfect, inside the marble. All I have to do is chip away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. And to me, that's a perfect metaphor for what we're doing with tapping. I, our best version of ourselves is inside, and we're just chipping away what doesn't belong. The guilt, the shame, the feelings of unworthiness, all that stuff it comes from misinformation that we took on so much of it as a child that we misunderstood situations or someone else had a misinformation and told us something that we took on as an identity. As we chip that away, we find our best self and that version of ourselves is able to do those things we think we couldn't do, you know, have a podcast, speaking to people and reaching people, even though we've had this belief that I, I can only be an introvert and I'm always an introvert or whatever it might be, whatever that, that excuse is, that limiting belief about ourselves. We set ourselves free and go, Sometimes I'm like that, but I can also do what it takes to create the life that I want.
1: Great. Okay. You have a free offering for our listeners, correct?
0: I do. Spill the
1: beans on it, mister.
0: <laughs> so this, this is also called Tap Into Your Best Self, and it's a free five-day program. So it looks at five different aspects uh, of what stops us from being our best self and tapping through, you know, self-forgiveness, self-esteem, self-worth and self-love and really get into that place of clearing out our blocks about why we shouldn't acknowledge how freaking awesome we are because you are freaking awesome, far more than you even know, and allowing yourself to 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 look at why am i afraid of knowing that and what what beliefs do i have about why that's not true And now let me tap on that and clear that out and go oh yeah that was a total misunderstanding i am pretty darn awesome now that i think about it and i really do deserve an awesome life and i think i'm gonna get busy on that <laughs> so it's yeah it's five five days yeah, i mean you can do it in one day if you you know really wanted to or you can stretch it out but it's uh five different aspects of what might stop you from knowing who your best self is and allowing yourself to be that.
1: That's a sweet gift because it's a that's a powerful gift. It's a very powerful gift and generous. Okay.
0: I, I'm on a mission here. <laughs> I, as I told you earlier, I have this wristband that says cultivate peace. And, you know, it, just like your great article about it's that inner peace. We sit there we say, oh, we want world peace. But what about, it's got to start inside because the world is made up of people and people have to feel peace inside. And as we clear that stuff that uh, that stops us from knowing how awesome we are, we feel more peace and then we spread it.
1: I think when you're feeling that way, you can't help but radiate it. Oh, yeah. Like when you really are in that space, when I'm in that space, sometimes it's only briefly, but it's palpable, the difference. Like I'm thinking, wow, where'd all this energy come from? I feel so good. No one's booked. I was like, everything's like glowy. And I'm right. thinking, I like that. And then the trick is catching really quick. It's like, what did I just accept that doesn't belong in this environment? So um, I'm going to check out your videos. But like I told folks, telling folks, those links will be in the show notes. So wherever you're listening this from, um, just click on more details and they'll be down there for you. But before I let you go, I would like to know, I know we ask our guests to review a previous episode of someone who was a guest and share an aha or takeaway, something they got from that person, because we like to continue to pay it forward. So we will do a shout out to that person and put, um, let them know that you've done that and Typically, I'll do a private message to them also with a clip that says, hey, just so you know.
0: Yeah. So I, I enjoyed several episodes going through. The the two that two of them that stood out was uh, Amy Wong, who uh, is I've, I've done some coaching with her, and I, she's awesome. And uh, when she was talking about conversational intelligence, it's like, oh, I had not heard that term before. But recognizing that, and there's so many aspects of that of, of you know, where we go in, and it's like, yeah, having conversational intelligence and that you know, what is your your uh your CQ or I don't know how she referred to that, but how comfortable are you in, in terms of that? And the other one was uh Dr. Marianne Mercer, and she had she talked about agony anchors. And oh. like, I had not heard that term before. Uh it's like, oh that's a I might have to do a tapping video on that. <laughs> what yeah. are your agony anchors? And that's because when you identify those, that's a, that's where you can start doing tapping and allow yourself to to get free from those.
1: I'll be sure to let uh, Marianne know because that would be an add on for her when she's doing her workshops and stuff would be to a, be able to reference you and maybe even bring in some of your tips or videos to help with that. So or wild. you in person even better, even better,
0: even better. I love an audience. <laughs> uh,
1: as I would think most actors, clowns, and tappers would. So, all right. Any last things? Is there something you wanted me to ask you that I didn't ask you?
0: I mean, there's, there's, well, I could tap, talk about tapping, and I could tap about tapping for, for days. Uh, you've asked a lot of great questions, and, and I think that we've given folks a, a great overview of what it is and, and where to go and find out more. and. Really, that's the, uh, you know, allowing yourself to love yourself more. That, that self-love is such a key thing. And and it's a gift to others. We we have this idea of it. We shouldn't do it because it's selfish. But what you just said about, you know, when you feel that, you radiate that. And we, we make a more peaceful world by feeling more peace inside of us. We make a more loving world by feeling love inside of ourselves. And... How can we give away what we don't feel? And just and because everything's energy and we're all connected, just you on your own tapping to release what doesn't feel like peace, to release what doesn't feel like love, you're releasing that from the collective whole. And it may be a very modest effect, but it is a measurable effect. And so please and thank you. <laughs> thank you for... Uh, up-leveling the uh, the peace and love in the world just by letting go of what isn't that.
1: Thank you so much, Brad. This has been fun. Um, I hope that, well, I know that your workshops in Amsterdam and Ireland, right? Yeah. Yeah, Galway, um, are going to be super successful. I'm envious. I'd like to be there. I I haven't been to Galway before, but I've been to Amsterdam. I think both will be rousing successes.
0: (laughs) They will they will be fun and powerful. However, and with, they, they all they always are because you know I the, the people that show up and yeah. especially when we're tapping in a group it's just such an amazingly powerful and and fun experience.
1: I would think so. You know, and you can't maybe you can, but I would imagine it's difficult to take the whole day serious because when you're with people and the energy starts shifting, it starts becoming different. Yep. Which yep. is super fun. It is. All right, my friend, my new friend, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. For everybody listening, I do encourage you, if you took something away from this episode with Brad, please forward this episode to a friend, to someone who would benefit from it. Share it in your own social media. But to Brad's point, that if we can get this out there, we can change the energy of the world and also our own internal peace. So I'm asking you to share it right and review this episode. Give it good, give it good grades because we like that. Um, Please, but be you. honest, um, <laughs> all the performers want good grades. <laughs> but anyway, I'm being on all seriousness. When you spread it, it helps us reach a bigger audience. And Brad's on a mission to change the world. So let's get his message out as far as we can. And I know it can be far. So with that, we'll see you next week on the No Labels No Limits podcast.
0: You've been listening to the no labels, no limits podcast with best-selling author change engine and strategic business coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. Please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation till next time.